and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So folks, uh, 2,000 plus years ago, Aristotle said that to be a persuasive communicator, you need three things. Uh, He called them pathos, uh, logos and ethos. So pathos is your emotional connection with your audience. Logos is the intellectual or logical content. And ethos means you, the source. Are you a credible, congruent communicator? Are you perceived as an authority figure? Uh, many of you listening will be familiar with the work of Professor Robert Cialdini, uh, who wrote the book Influence, The Six Psychological Factors of Influence. And one of those factors is authority. The more of an authority figure you are perceived to be by your customer, the more persuasive you will be uh, you will be regarded as. So, OK, that was Aristotle 2, 2,000 2, plus years ago. It all come... sounds very Greek to me. <laughs> An obvious pun there from Mr. Jesson. Uh, if we come I'm forward... terribly worried about my age, though, because now you're remembering somebody from 2,000 years ago. <laughs> I... <laughs> moving swiftly on, these two are supposed to be helping me, not hindering me. Uh, moving swiftly on, uh, the modern world of neuroscience backs up what Aristotle says. There are three, three main parts of the human brain that as salespeople we need to be aware of. The first part of the brain to evolve uh, is the reptilian brain, very instinctive, primitive, survival-orientated part of the brain. All messaging from the nervous system goes through that into the other parts of the brain. The next part of the brain to evolve the limbic system, the emotional part of the brain, and the final part to evolve the rational cortex. And research shows us, staggeringly, that 95% of our customers' thinking, actions, emotions, behaviour and decisions, including the decision to buy or not to buy from you, originates and occurs in the unconscious part of the brain. It's beyond conscious awareness. As little as 5% of your customers' decision-making occurs there. And it originates emotionally. So my my tip for you is that most decisions would appear to be made emotionally first and then justified rationally afterwards. You mean, do they like us? Is that what you're saying? That is one aspect. Are they comfortable with you? Do they like you? Does your proposal infuse, excite and stimulate that part of the brain? And that part of the brain, the two primary motivators of the human brain that motivate people to take action is to move away from discomfort and to move towards comfort, to move away from danger, to move towards safety, to move away from a problem, to move towards a solution. And the primary one, obviously from a survival point of view, is the move away. So have a look at your sales approach, have a look at your sales proposals. Does it articulate the nature of the customer's problem and make them really clear of the challenges? And does it show how they can move towards a solution. And I know, Phil, you have a great framework called Strategic Bridges, don't you, where you have the customer's business down the left-hand side of the diagram, where they are now, where they want to be in the future, on the right-hand side, and then the methodology that they'll use to... to, to The bridges to achieve that, yeah. 
So that that and, and and you know you can you can add that move away from where the business is now to where it wants to be, showing how you as a salesperson help the customer get from where they are now to where they to where they want to be. I know that all makes sense from the the way the brain works, but I have a worry about it because yeah. I, I worry that once you start talking to the customer about the problems and so on, you've focused their mind on those negative things, and you actually you want their mind to be in that happy state to make that emotional positive Absolutely. connection. So how do you move people from that that negative? Framing to the positive framing. How do you yeah, you get people to have those positive emotions where they are likely to sign on the dotted line as opposed to being in those negative? Mm. I mean, Graham's making a really good point because this this concept of priming is that the words that are used and the things that are being discussed will prime and stimulate the customer's thinking in a certain direction. So once you have done that problem elicitation, it's very important to move the process through to say, what do you want success to look like? You should always start your presentation after you have primed the customer's brain about success, pleasure, achievement, the solution being in place, then then sell, having primed the brain positively. Because Graham's absolutely right. There's a lot of research that shows, for example, if you use negative words and then ask a customer to rate someone's performance, they will rate their performance much lower than if you're using positive words prior to it. So this concept of priming the brain positively, very, very important. So you're trying to get those two propulsion systems, if you like, working in tandem. Give them something to move away from and give them something very positive to move so towards. So do you mean questions like, what does good look like? Is that the sort of thing you mean? Absolutely. And I have to say, in my experience, helping the customer to create that picture of success is usually very, very valuable. I always ask, what do you want to achieve? What would success look like? What does good look like? And I would say probably 90% of the time the customer has a very poor idea of what that looks like. And you can help them to come up with that solution. Then I think you've added a huge amount of value to the relationship without having worked. Don't we have to be careful though? Because that works for the people who think visually. Yeah. So those people who don't think visually, if we're asking them or trying to get them to form a picture Mm. of what it looks like, we might need to get them to tell us what they feel about it or something like that yeah absolutely using using the same language as your customer not everybody responds to to visual imagery but the 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 vast majority of nerve cells in the brain are to do with the reception of visual visual information but no you're absolutely right so tell me for example tell me what the 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 the, you think the future would look like once this problem has been solved and yeah it's very important but the primary driver is to move away from problems and the and then what kicks in is the, the the solution to those. So harnessing both of those in your sales process, but also in your sales presentation, I think is is harnessing those very powerful forces. And also remembering, of course, that that helps to emote the customer and the emotional part of the sale. Very very important. Mm. You said earlier that there was this ethos part, which is about yeah. you, the the individuals, almost credibility kind yeah, of stuff. Absolutely. Well, how do you wrap that up into all this? Well, certainly, I think um, I talk about three three elements of success in sales, like the winner's triangle, attitude, skills, knowledge. And knowledge, you have to know your product and service inside and out. You have to know the customer's business inside and out. Because I often say to salespeople, if your product knowledge is suffering and the customer asks you a question and you seem to hesitate a little bit because you're not quite sure you know the answer, 
sometimes they can take that hesitation to mean you don't believe in your product. So I think you really need to be an authority in your industry, in your marketplace, and on your products. You really need to prove you're a credible, authoritative figure. You're able to add value to the customer from that authority. And I think that gives you that sort of ethos piece. They've got to buy you before they will buy their buy your product or your service. And product knowledge is one of the one of the pillars I would say of credibility as is industry and market knowledge and knowing what is going on in your industry so that you can advise them as well as knowing what's going on in their industry as well. All about that 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 credibility. Some research from um, selling successfully to senior executives, one of the factors in there was they wanted to see the person really understood their business but they also really understood their product and service. They want to deal with an expert specialist who can help them to make the best decision for them. So, Pathos, Logos, Ethos. I've missed the name of the fourth musketeer. Who was that? <laughs> so, we've had Joe 90 a little bit earlier, and now we've got, uh, now we've got the four musketeers making an appearance. <laughs> As Mr. Jesson is now skiing well off piste from the content, it's probably a good time to finish, gentlemen, I think, on that one. So we all shall speak to you later, folks. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 